This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. With me is Heim Goodman-Strauss. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Heim. He is a math professor at the University of Arkansas. So here we have a fantastic interview with uh, David Singmaster. He's a puzzler extraordinaire, an excellent mathematician. Let me just tell you uh, something neat that he conjectured that nobody's proven yet, which is in Pascal's Triangle, which we've discussed uh, many times, that... Uh, there's a maximum number of times that a particular entry can appear. So the ones down the sides, those of you, if you remember what this is, will appear infinitely often. But every other individual number, there's a maximum number of times that it could appear. And nobody knows if that's true or false. But here's our interview. This was originally going to be broken up over several segments, but now let's just do it in one go. Okay. So uh, be sure to pause between questions. So, David, do you have a uh, puzzle for us? A uh, quick little verbal puzzle? Okay, here's, here's one I, it's, I learned when I was in college. In fact, I think from my wife at the time. And consider the following sequence of letters. I-L-Z-E-D-U-T. I-L-Z-E. I-L-Z-E-D-U-T. Now, this is a short English phrase in which all occurrences of one letter have been removed. Can you figure out what it said? And this is a class of puzzles which goes back well into Victorian times, if not earlier, where you get phrases where sometimes much longer um, you get the following phrase, Persevere, ye perfect men, ever keep these precepts ten in which all the letters E are removed. And as you can see, it takes a bit of effort. But, you know, when, when somebody gives you one of these, it isn't too bad. But there are ones where they don't just take out a single letter all the time that appears, but all the vowels. And that gets a little much harder to do, usually. But uh, there are, I mean, I've got a list of about 30 or 40 of these that I've picked up in 19th century puzzle and riddle books. So. So you think you know the answer to that one? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> okay, so we'll put on a few minutes of a few seconds of music. <laughs> Do something like when you're put on hold, you know? Back in the 1970s, you were put on hold. Bum, bum, bum. The girl from Impanima, that's my suggestion. Okay, I had no luck with that. What was the answer to Oh, uh, the letter O has been removed. O, so I, O? I, L, oh. put an O in, and you get oil. Oil. Oozed out. <laughs> and okay, here's a, another one. This this one I saw many years ago in the New Yorker, and I used it on a radio program. We got all kinds of additional answers. But uh, four-letter words, you know, are very popular. Uh -huh. Well, that is, can you find a word in which has four consecutive letters the same? Four consecutive? No, I can't. I can tell you right off the bat that I can't. <laughs> well, it, it's not all that easy. The easiest one... I mean, zizergy comes close. Yeah, yeah, but they, they aren't I'm consecutive. I'm not sure what zizergy is. Syzygy. Syzygy. It's like, I think it's like when the moon is close to the planet or something. There's a phrase. But it has something to do with connections, and it's a Greek word, and it's used in 
some descriptions of grammar, but it's also used in astronomy. But anyway, um, this article I saw in the New Yorker in the 50s, I think, and it had three examples. Oh, okay. And you can find um, it will inspire more in your readers. But the first one was a simple thing, which was an agree-e. What? Well, when you make an agreement, there are two people who sign it. There's the agreeor and the agreeee. And in fact, you can make other. Now, is that a legitimate word? Is that? I, uh, is I never bothered to look it up, but it, you can see it's, it's best not to look it up if you don't want to know. It's perfectly reasonable in the rules of the English language that uh, it, there should agree. be such a thing. Right. And um, and the second one is down in South America. You have. Uh, a well-known animal, and there are two kinds. There's the cow llama and the bull llama. <laughs> and that, again... Is there is, a hyphen there in the middle? Well, it, it's not entirely clear, but after doing this on the radio, I discovered an Odgan Nash poem, which says, The 1L llama, he's a priest. The 2L llama, he's a beast. And I will bet a silk pajama that there is no 3L llama. <laughs> And then he had a footnote. You don't get footnotes in poems very often. He says, friends of mine familiar with the New York Fire Department inform me that a large conflagration is a three alarm. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, oh, and the fourth one, third one, is um, a description of the generation of the eggs of primitive life in... um, the seas, no. the ancient sea, zoogenesis. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, if well, when I have looked up, and there's a whole half a page of four-letter O words oh, really? well, with that sort of thing, the, yeah, that from that construction. And then we get got in from listeners. We got dozens of things, and there are people who catch eels in the Severn Valley have to get a license unless you are right. exempt and are a free healer. <laughs> <laughs> and you can make up all kinds of things. And yeah. somebody had said he had seen a sign in a zoo that said, to the lionesses. And it had four uh-huh. S's in it. And uh, unfortunately, it had also an apostrophe. Yeah. And I can't well, remember where the apostrophe was. <laughs> it sounds like you've <laughs> Might been getting even away. have had two of them. <laughs> you've been getting away with hyphens, surely. Yeah, already, yeah, so. yeah. Right. Okay, now, okay, different one. Okay. This is, uh, this is a four-word sentences. I want a sentence with, has four words in it, which are all pronounced the same, but spelled differently. <laughs> all pronounced the same, but spelled so now in when I grew up these things were called homonyms right. but in fact it, it would be better are. to call them homophones uh-huh. things that sound the same right and uh, I think you know I'm um, mm. and in England they use sort of both of them interchangeably so, I think but two twos two or something yes 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 that leads to there, a there, suggestion there. from this we got a suggestion from somebody uh, which came in, and you had Archbishop Tutu, <laughs> who had three children who were called um, 
for some strange reason, George and Tutu, and Tutu too, because <laughs> they were twins or something like this. And of course, needless to say, they took ballet lessons and were giving oh, a course. performance in the afternoon. Oh, so they worked in five, maybe. Five oh, they yeah. went on Tutu, 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 Tutu. It was just uh, mind-boggling, a fine piece of uh, thing. No, okay, but okay, uh, quadruple homonyms which is homophones. There is not quite a homophone society, but there are there is a website devoted to homophones. But anyway, and some of them I've looked at, and I just, you know, I would not pronounce them the same, but then, you know, I'm, I'm American living in England, so my pronunciation is very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> On either side of the Atlantic. Yes, right. <laughs> and um, the... Um, I was very pleased with this one. I realized I had discovered a four-word of, of quadruple homophone years ago, which turns out to be carrot. Carrot. Yeah. Now carrot you eat. Yeah. And a carrot, which is used for measuring gold. Uh-huh. And then a, a carrot, typographical mark, I guess. Right. A carrot is also a typographical mark, but carrot for measuring jewelry is spelled with a C. C-A-R-A-T. And it's an actual unit of weight. Right. Whereas carat and gold is a percentage. Oh, yeah? It's 24 oh, carat. It's 24. 100%. So it's... Yeah. And so... I guess, the, yeah, that's true. And the typographical one is, of yeah. course, the fourth one. But the other one, which is much simpler, and my friends got confused, and I said something about you're on the right track... And they started bashing around with the word track instead of the word right. <laughs> and there are, there is a quadruple homonome there. Of track? Of right. Oh, right. Right as in I am right, or I am a, a wheel right, or a right is a religious ceremony, or right is the verb describing to write. And so you can put these together as Right, 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 right. <laughs> In what various, you what look the hell at, did you just say? Well, I said, uh, spell the word right collectively, my wheel right friend. Oh, sorry. Oh, right, right. Write right, the right. word right correctly, my wheel right friend. Right, right, okay. right, right, right. Yeah, right. and then you can yeah. do it slightly different ways. So, so, uh, depending on where you put the comma emphasis in the thing. So those are those are verbal things that you can do on radio or elsewhere, and I've used them, most of them already, at okay. some time or other. Thank you very much, David. Right, pleasure. So that was a great interview. Yeah, a lot of fun. So the answer to the famous card question, by the way, we should just insert, that was uh, posed incorrectly twice on the Math Factor now, is that you transfer over 10 cards to the other table and flip them over. And no matter how many cards, how many of those were face up, you're going to have the same nail on face up on both tables. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. I was just going to tell listeners that it's been um, a problem in analog and digital. And in 15 years, check back when there's a new platform Excellent. and we'll do it again. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Heim. <laughs>